Hello everybody, Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America, one enslaved mind at a time. And in just a moment, we're going to turn into the Doug and Dave and, uh, Doug and Dave Intel Report. And it's just like magic. We go from The Common Sense Show to Doug and Dave. Well, Doug from American Vindicta, myself here from The Common Sense Show. Together we are the Doug and Dave Intel Report. Love doing the show with Doug. Uh, we really met quite by accident and hit it off and realized uh, we saw the world the same way but had different backgrounds and we found later that the combination of the two might be the possibility for a decent show and so we've been doing that ever since about two and a half years now three years so um, it's uh, always good to work with him we have a really interesting show for you and uh, we're going to be talking about a lot of different things here coming up in just a minute. But first, I just want to let you know, the economy is collapsing. It's in the midst right now of doing it. And it's not if, when, it's how bad and what are you going to do to survive it. And one of the things, if you keep your money in the bank, if you keep your retirement associated with the bank, you're going to get crushed. The Dodd-Frank Law of 2010 says that the banks can take it. The government gave them that gift during the Obama administration. It's totally unconstitutional, but so stealing Lahaina. And you see how well that's worked out for those people. So here we go. We've got a deal for you where Noble Gold can come in and they can fix your retirement, put it under your control. They can back it with gold. And you're saying, well, that might be a pretty good idea. It's not a good, it's the only idea. They can do the same thing with your bank account. Now, the federal government wants me to tell you that anything you do like this can be a risk and no guarantees. That's fine. The real risk, though, in my mind, is leaving your money in the bank. But here's how we're going to fix this. You're going to let me send you an emergency packet that will tell you exactly what you can do in the short amount of time available. And you go to DaveHodgesGold.com, DaveHodgesGold.com, and I'll rush it right out to you. Okay, let's go get some work done at the Doug and Dave Intel Report. Hey, everybody. Dave Hodges here back on the guest segment of the Common Sense Show. Thank you so much, excuse me, for joining us. And uh, we got a number of uh, topics we're going to cover in this broadcast here on the Doug and Dave Intel Report. Doug Thornton of American Vindicta, myself of the Common Sense Show. Together, we are the Intel Report. And we're going to talk about situational awareness, the need for the church to plan on going underground because we're coming to that. Uh, news out of Lahaina, it's bad. These thugs have stolen property and they've set the, let's put it this way, they put the milepost down and uh, I'm just so mad right now. I can hardly talk about it. Hopefully I'll calm down before we get to that segment. And then we're going to take a look at... Um, Hawaii government, if we have time. Okay, Doug, you want to roll that tape here, uh, and I'll uh, I'll give you a screen share here. And uh, uh, hold on here, we're going to show you something, folks. I'll tell you, if you got a weak stomach, you're not going to want to watch this. This is a brutal attack, but we want to talk to you about situational awareness. Crap. This is not cooperating here. Okay, here we go. I've got it. Okay, now for uh, anyone listening just by audio, we'll have to describe the process here. So, Doug, we got to kind of make this quick. Okay. Um, okay, can we fast forward it to the attack? Yeah, so as you see right here, these are our two assailants. Um yeah, I see it. Yeah, okay. Two, two African-American men. This is Chicago. They're probably in their mid-20s. Yeah, Rod, Doug, Rod keep in mind, I've got to interrupt you for a minute. 
because we got some audio going on here too with listening. Uh, let's yeah, here we go. Okay, so we're just going to describe what we see. Uh, some of you can visually see it depending on the medium you're watching this on. Uh, but we want to talk to you. Uh, the attack takes less than 30 seconds, so uh, we're going to describe it. But we're also going to talk about situational awareness. Okay, Doug, go ahead. We'll let that roll. Here's a guy walking down the alley. That's his first mistake. Yeah, um, he's walking down the alley. He's got a backpack on. What he has is lunch. Here's our two assailants right here. Yeah, the two assailants are ready to jump his butt. And they wait until he gets out of behind him. And when you walk in a neighborhood like this and one guy's got his face covered, you got to put your head on a swivel and know what the hell's going on. And he, this guy's just lollygagging along and feeding his face. Crossing the road, really not even looking left or right, not looking behind him. So we're going to pause right here. Yeah. All right. So here, here's, a, here's a point of training for people. Situational awareness. That means 360 degrees of situational awareness at all times. That means the way I do it is about every fifth step, I turn around and look behind me, especially if I'm in a very dangerous city like Chicago. Um, these two guys run up behind him and, you know, he's either he's got his headset in or, um, you know, he's so distracted by eating just by eating that he doesn't hear the guy running up on him until it's right behind him and he's swinging for his face. And, uh, here we go. Yeah. So the guy's running up behind him. This guy's feeding his face, never sees him. Boom. Okay. He gets hit to the right side of his chin. He's knocked into a fence. And then the guy continues to pummel him. The thing that bothers me, though, and what I'm seeing here, though, okay, is now he's on the ground. He's got a clear shot to the groin area. He could have kicked him right in the groin because the guy's lifting his hands. So he's conscious. He's able He's able to somewhat defend himself. But he could have taken the one attacker out right there. And then the one guy leans over him, man. Uh, you look at MMA. Good fighters know how to fight from their back. He could have just He could have jabbed right from, from the, the back position here. But first of all, you're right. He put himself in this position, and he's walking from one alleyway across the street to another alleyway. Are you stupid? And then you passed a guy who covered his face. Doug, go ahead. Let's... So the, this is a this is a training point. If this ever happens to you, and you're walking an alley or down down a street, and someone comes running it behind you, obviously coming towards you, here's two things you can do. For one thing, brace for impact or run. You can always run. It's not cowardly. It's strategic. You can, you know, if you got distance between somebody, um, you can run, scream help, try and get other people's attention. Um, maybe hopefully that will also distract or deter um, the assailant. But right here, as soon as he was knocked down, the first thing that we would teach people is to take your hands and your forearms and cover your face, cover exactly. your face, cover yeah. your throat, your vital areas. That way you can see, you can breathe. And you can, you know, start to think your way through it from here. It's all about the scramble. You've already been ambushed. You, you got hit right in the face. You know, you're not thinking clearly, but I want to get my hands over my face. I want to protect my vitals so I don't get knocked out. Obviously they're here for the backpack and whatever else is on them. And you want to, you know, kind of bunch yourself up and, you know, if this was both people on the ground, we would be telling them, you know, try and gain control of the situation, shrimp out of the way, and then get back up on your feet and run. And especially if you got two people, you know, even some of the best fighters in the world, they don't really stand a chance against two people. Um, it's two grown men is still fighting two grown men. 
um, even if they are, you know, skinny and young. So, you know, here they are, they got them against the fence and they're merciless. One is trying to pull and while one is trying to swing, the thing to note is like, while you see this happening, you know, the guy he's, he's covered up right now and they don't stop. There's, there's no, you know, he's telling them, stop, tell them, stop. F you stop. Look at all the people driving by. Yeah. The people driving by. Yeah. You can't depend on people to help you in this day and age. We've raised a society of spectators. They'd rather film it. It's like that guy at the football game. Uh, I I think it was a giants fan and he was killed by a Miami dolphins fan. And the guy just started attacking him and he ended up dead in the football stands. And everyone else is around filming rather than breaking it up. Uh, Yeah. Uh, You know, when you live in these big democratic cities where you can't have guns on you or it is so dangerous and look how confident the two assailants walk off with this dude's backpack, no care for the victim at all. Um, Obviously he gets up on his own accord, but no care for the victim at all. This is society that we live in. Yeah, I, this, I hear you. I hear you. This is the the reckless nature of individuals in America right now, and the reckless nature of these big democratic cities. Man, the violence is getting out of control. You got to know how to defend yourself. Mm-hmm. You have mm-hmm. to stay in good shape, and not only that, but you need to learn a little violent. There's nothing wrong with learning violence <laughs> and being able to employ violence to you know protect yourself, protect someone else, protect your family an innocent person that this is happening to. But Dave, you know, places like Chicago are more dangerous than places in the Middle East right now. So, you know, uh, once again, when we talk about America being on this teeter-totter of civil war, this is this is nothing compared to when law enforcement doesn't respond and no one's coming to help you. No one's Just coming to help you. imagine the violence then. No, you're your own first responder. Yep. Uh, you know, the other thing I, I tell you, Doug, at our dojo, uh, when I was doing martial arts as a young man, we used to go out and give civil de- uh, self-defense classes to people, church groups, women's groups, so forth. And one of the things we teach is carry your keys interlaced with your fingers and the gaps in your fingers. And that's got, that guy should have been walking with a I mean, he's walking through the hood of Chicago and he's walking down the damn alleyways. What an idiot. What a freaking moron. And what he should have done was had something like keys interlaced in his fingers. Now, the guy got blindsided, right? All right, but he turned around and saw the guy. If you got the keys in your hand, man, you go right to the eyes or you go right to the throat. And you go, well, that could kill someone. Yeah, that's the idea. If you're attacked like that, that's the idea. Um, And if these attackers knew that more people were prepared to defend themselves and they might end up going to the hospital or the morgue, they might stop doing this. And and this is something I just absolutely, you know, Doug, I didn't lose fights when I was young. And you know why? Because I didn't fight fair. And we don't no. teach people. We don't teach people that now. No, you there's know? no such, there's no such thing as a, as a fair fight. It's surviving the fight. Yeah, exactly. Um, the only time I, the only time I ever had to run and not defend myself was I was 18 years old after a debate. And I'm on a main street at midnight eating tacos at a Taco Bell outside. And these guys start shooting at someone inside the Taco Bell with rifles from across the street. And here are the ding, zing, zing, all these ricochets. So I ran out back. I couldn't scale the fence. It was 10 feet with barbed wire at the top. So I jumped in the trash can until the cops got there 30 minutes later. 
30 and a major street. Uh, and this was six blocks from where the Broncos played football. <laughs> and the cops couldn't show up, you know, less than 30 minutes. And then when I had the, when I got shot at at my house and I was interviewing uh, uh, Jim, the late Jim Mars, uh, same thing. Took the cops half hour to show up in a city location. So uh, you're I, not going to get any help. You're not going to say also. I want to say also for anyone who's armed, if if anything like this ever happens, and you were armed and you were ambushed, and you feel that you have to pull your firearm to defend yourself, the one thing that you don't want to do, especially with multiple assailants, is put your firearm in the way of the assailants. You want to like if. I carry on my right hip. You mm-hmm. want to get that right hip out of the way. You want to create space. Uh, space is always your friend. Push, shove, eye gouge, stab with the knife, or what we call a standoff tool. Uh, you, you know, the fight is on. You have to defend yourself. You are your goal is to survive. Uh, at that point in time, you know, jurisprudence is thrown out the window. You, you have to survive. But if you feel that you have to pull your gun, you don't want to pull your gun while guys are right on top of you and have your gun taken away from you. So always keep your gun out of the fight, create distance. Like I said, I mean, I, I'm I'm not ashamed to say that I would run a little bit to try and create space, um, single guys out if I can. But with multiple assailants, hey, man, you know, your goal is to go home, not to sit there and be Johnny Bravo. Yeah, exactly. And try to fight a bunch of people. Hey, we got to get this out of our heads. Real survival and survival situations and survival surviving. This isn't the UFC. You're not going to get tapped out and the guy's going <laughs> to have mercy and let go of you. Yeah. No, but yeah, I, we, wa- I know. we wanted to show I, that you know, for you guys. I just, you know, and we have, we're describing it verbally now, but the, the thing I'd say though, is this, is that ladies and gentlemen, go take some, uh, there's basic self-defense classes you can take. And we're not talking, you know, 10 years of martial arts training. We're talking a couple, three sessions about how to administer lethal blows and, and what those blows should be. Like this guy, when he was on his back, Doug, I mean, he, he, he could have, he, he put his feet out. Okay. And I'm sitting right there. Well, then why didn't you go to the kneecap? Take out that kneecap. It only takes 45 pounds of pressure at a 45 degree angle to take out a kneecap. And I looked at that. And I said, okay. And then the guy's leaning over and man, he had a clear shot to the groin. Um, but that I just, like I said, just basic things. But ladies and gentlemen, you live in a war zone today. Defund yep. the police. They're afraid to show up because they don't want to lose their job. And and if it's a white cop showing up to the scene and you got two black assailants, all of a sudden now they're the bad guy, no matter what happens, because of the reverse racism going on in our country right now. And and these two guys are just punks. But, Doug, what do you think of when you pass a guy and he's got his face covered? <laughs> what, what do you, I mean, does this guy have to have a sign on his chest saying I'm a robber? Well, for one thing, I never want to look like a soft target. And if you're a smaller man, um, you know, look, hey, no offense, let's be adults. If you're a smaller, frail guy, you're a soft target to some people. Uh, that's the optics. If you're a woman, I don't care what size you are, you're a soft target to a man. That's the way they're going to view you. Mm-hmm. And for women, it, I'll, I'll tell you, because I'll gladly train man or woman, especially at the uh, the active shooter training awareness course that I put on. Uh, we'll have one 6th, 7th, and 8th of October. Uh, we still got plenty of seats available for people who want to come. We can never fill the class, Dave, because people people think about self-defense last until it happens to them, and then it's the first thing in their mind. So it's kind of you know one of those uh, side effects of being attacked. But you know, cover your face, 
um, you know, get your, get your hands, get your, that bone mass and muscle mass in front of your face, create distance. If you have to strike, strike to kill, you know, the, exactly. none of this pussy flitting around. I'm talking about you hit them to hurt them and put them down. And then you make space. Yeah. Just you, remember, you get out of there. I wish I had my keys out here with me and I don't, but keys interlaced to the eyes, to the throat, there's an opening. And had that guy been walking that way, rather than feeding his face, he might have stood a chance. You know, you say, well, gee, keys to the eyes could be fatal. Well, yeah, that's the idea. That is the idea. You getting stomped on the ground can be fatal. I mean, that's... He's getting kicked in the head. This guy was being kicked in the head. That that can be a fatal event. Well, we we learn whenever we're becoming use of force instructors and, you know, teaching cops what is the ethical ways to employ deadly force and different kinds of levels of force... Um, multiple blows to the head that are unaccounted for, undefendable from assailant to victim after, you know, and it depends on the officer. If the officer is there and I see Dave is beating someone with a stick and that person's not moving, I have authorization to shoot you because that is right. right? That's exactly right. So, you know, understand that within yourself, you have the absolute right to defend yourself. And if that person dies, man, you know, that's their fault. That's not your yeah. fault. Now, we're not here to promote violence. We're here to promote self-defense. But I want to tell you why we're doing this. You have heard me probably on YouTube. You've heard me on my other radio shows. Uh, right now, there's a real estate collapse going on. It's intentional. There is a commercial real estate collapse that's going on. It's intentional. And they're taking that and transforming it into um, residential housing in L.A. They're, they're going to have 2.5 million units and what they're going to do is force people out of the suburbs, force people out of rural areas to move to the inner city. I did an hour and 10 minute presentation on a live stream recently on uh, YouTube. And I said, here's what they're doing. Now, folks, when you crowd people together in conditions where people don't want to be there, uh, you're having them, people live in poverty. You're put in a 500 square foot uh, enclosure. These are smart cities, 15 minute cities. Uh, what happens when you crowd rats together? You're going to be living in a violent environment. And if we have a grid down scenario and people haven't prepared, they don't have food, water, guns, gold, ammo, natural medicine and tools. They may as well just buy a tombstone right now. People just aren't taking what's happening in this country seriously. There is a deliberate move here to have depopulation, to have extreme violence. And you got to accept that. And then you've got to rise to the occasion. You go, well, I'm handicapped. Okay, then get a gun. Get a gun and learn how to use it. So anyway, Doug, I want to move on from this, but um, uh, that's why we did this, folks, because, you know, I just you hear these tragic stories all the time of of what was this one guy, this 88 year old man, and his, he was carjacked and he was shot in the head. OK, and I watched the videotape of it and we're not going to ever play that on our TV station, but. The thing I would say, Doug, is this, is if the guy had concealed carry and he had the gun with him, he would have had probably 15 to 20 seconds to get that gun up and shoot. And that's well, what he should. Again, the, yeah. that, that, all, that all depends on training. Yeah, exactly. Um, that all depends on training. You, if, you're gonna, if you are going to have a gun, you need to learn how to use your gun. And learning how to use your gun means more than going to a range and shooting two or three magazines at a paper target once or twice a year. You have to physically train the problem with guns and, and, and fighting and all this stuff is a human problem. 
The mm-hmm. cardboard is not coming to attack you. The paper target's not coming to attack you. People are. People move. They 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 duck. They jive. They they go for your legs. They haymaker you. They come in multiple people. You can have distance between you and someone, or they could be right on top of you. You got to learn how to handle yourself. That's why you need to have strength. Strength is not a weakness, and weakness is not a strength. You got to be smart. You got to be on your feet. Always remaining athletic is always an advantage. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if you look like a, a target of opportunity to somebody, you're eventually going to fall prey to that. And well, especially you know, when you're walking down damn alleys. I mean, what a moronic thing to do. Oh, yeah. Just moronic and uh, clueless. And, you know, I hate to say that the guy got what he deserved, but the guy got what he got because he was stupid. And, you know, the other thing is, too, is basic self-defense can teach you something. Like when this guy was cold cocked from the side, he still had some balance. He could have rolled out. He could have rolled out and created space. And and these are things you can learn in two or three sessions. So I, I'm I'm imploring you, learn how to defend yourself. And unless you're living in New York, Chicago, L.A., some reprobate city like that, get concealed carry. Because these are the times we live in now. And and the reason, folks, listen, the conditions have been set where the police aren't going to help you. And you, you are your own protector right now. And you need to understand that the police are not coming in any time. You know when the police will get there? Uh, just in time to draw a chalk around your cold, dead body. And this is why, you know, given your level of fitness and your age and so forth, you need to engage in in defense techniques that are appropriate for your condition. And if you're an older person and you're not real mobile, it's got to be a gun. And you can't hesitate. And you're absolutely right about that, Doug. If you train repetitively, okay, then it becomes automatic programming. You don't have to think. If you have to think about it, you're going to lose. The, hesita- the hesitation will kill you. And I'm saying this, ladies and gentlemen, because violent crimes off the charts, and this is what they want. The globalists want destabilization of America so they can overthrow it easier. So they want the violence. I mean, Doug, when you were arresting people in Portland for throwing deadly stuff at cops, tell the audience what the DOJ did when they got a hold of these people trying to kill cops. I mean, they released them, not just the DOJ, the the local sheriff. The prosecutors wouldn't prosecute them, so they were... By the time we would arrest people who were fighting with cops, go ahead and go fight your local cops. See if you get right back out on the street. Um, within an hour, they were back in the crowds. Yeah, exactly. And you're fighting them again. Um, yeah, that's that is the future. That is the the dystopian judge dread like future of America. Mm-hmm. You better learn to take care of yourself. You better learn how to self rescue, guys. Um, that that's the training point. Well, right. I, I don't claim to be bad, Doug, but I lift weights. I drag a sled. I, I swim a half a mile three to four times a week. I'm not bragging folks. And, and I, and I do resistance training and I work on the heavy bag every other day, uh, leg kicks, uh, hand strikes. I work on spinning strikes because if I'm grabbed or something, I got to spin out and, and it doesn't take long. And, and, and honestly, a fight's over quickly. I mean, you're not going to, th- even in a prolonged fight, you're not going to throw 30 punches. So I'm just begging people to get trained, get your children trained. Can you imagine every kid that snatched off the street? Do you remember the, the, you saw the movie Sound of Freedom and they showed those videos of kids being snatched off the street? Can you imagine one of those kids had learned how to kick someone in the groin? 
they might have had a fighting chance. So anyway, moving on from this, um, Doug, you gave a, a recent um, rendition on your show, American Vindicta, on the need for the underground church. And we're going to have to resort to this at some point in time as our religious freedoms are being seriously curtailed. Uh, you want to give us a summary of what you told your audience? Yeah, a friend of mine uh, that I recently met at um, Jamie Walden's uh, Warrior Summit Conference in Colorado. Um, his name's Ben. Uh, forgive me, I forget his last name at this moment, but um, he is uh, out of Panama, and he's created a Christian refuge for people. And we were talking about the need for the underground church, how to prepare the underground church, mm-hmm. how many people are not prepared for the underground church. And, you know, we, we brought up many different examples, um, you know, Soviet Russia, Nazi Germany, uh, communist China, anywhere that's communist or socialist around the world. Let's just say that. How about Canada? How about 2020 in Canada? How about 2020 America when all the churches shut down? Yeah, exactly. You know, we were we were willing to throw away our ability to worship our God together in fellowship um, because of the virus that we're not allowed to talk about on YouTube. You know, um, they proved the governments around the world proved that they can make you capitulate and scare you to doing what they want. It's just we're you're one virus away from the church shores. Uh, the church doors closing and not ever opening again. So what do you do? Where do you go? Where does the underground church go? Well, they go into the woods, barns, homes, private venues in China. They literally go underground. And, you know, the Chinese communist government bust them, imprison them, kill them. India, they kill them. Pakistan, they kill them. The Middle East, most of the time, they are their uh, Christians are killed. They are um, horrifically brutalized, raped, sold into slavery. ISIS was um, ISIS was going after anyone and everyone that they could, to include Christians mm-hmm. and other and people who believed in other faiths. And they were actually cannibalizing them, using them as human shields. Yeah. So. If that happened, then why do people think it can't happen to the future? And we only every day we only go grow closer and closer to the Antichrist. I think people forget that every day we grow closer and closer to the coming of the Antichrist and the great tribulation and all the things that come up from then and there. And so, you know, we need to learn how to prepare as an underground church when you don't have YouTube, when when Doug and Dave aren't on YouTube anymore. Pastor David Langford is not on YouTube anymore, and they eventually defund Rumble, which is, that's a talking point right now, that the UK and the UN are talking about defunding Rumble because they wouldn't deplatform Russell Brand, and they wouldn't demonetize them. So they, they're now saying that Rumble actually allows hate speech and speech that can be used for misinformation, disinformation, malinformation, where have we heard that story from? Um, dangerous speech. You had the former uh, prime minister of New Zealand, who's on top of all this, paid for by Harvard, American college, 
um, to help promote for the United Nations the ability to have this internet security um, protocol for the entire world that if you don't fall in line with what the UN thinks, all right, and, and raise your hand if anyone here ever worked in the UN, you probably didn't because you're not in that kind of club, right? Mm-hmm. So those people are going to dictate your free speech. They're going to dictate what your rights are. Here in America, we have constitutional rights. Well, according to Joe Biden, those rights are fluid. So along with the Democrats and many Republicans, those rights are fluid. Those rights are old, and those rights need to be they are antiquated. They need to be updated. Well, when those things start to happen, one of the things that will go away is your ability to freely worship God in the public, and then they're going to say you can't even do it at home. So... You know, uh, shortwave radio, um, ham radios, um, you know, people meeting out in the streets, people, you know, writing leaflets, um, writing sermons and passing them out. This is what we'll have to eventually mold and model ourselves after. And the church, you know, since uh, since its founding has been persecuted, Nero persecuted them. Nero said that. Uh, the church, the the Christians were extremist terrorists. That they are the reasons why Rome yeah. was being set on fire. Why, why have we heard this before? How we were exactly? Well, that's because we have a reincarnated Nero as our president now. I know. Just ask the Lahaina people. Yeah, uh, if 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 we're if we are not willing to help our own citizens, and we're more than willing to help the Nazis stay in power in Ukraine and start World War III and make you eat bugs and take away your guns and your rights and turn your kids into transvestite devil-worshipping domestic terrorists, well, then the church is most certainly going to be under attack. So once again, uh, you know, having a Bible, having multiple Bibles, passing those out, um, having study Bibles. Uh, I'll tell you one thing that in this book is $14. This is what I read every day. This is from Pastor David Wilkerson. He's now gone on to be with the Lord, but this is a a daily devotional called God is Faithful. I read out of this every day. Actually, I do a lot of my Bible study stuff that's on uh, the American Vindictive Show based off this book and the scripture that goes along with it. And it has helped me grow closer to God. And so, you know, this book you can get on Amazon for $14, man. It don't cost much to save up these things and pass them out to people. Um, the word of God needs to be heard more and more nowadays, the truthful word of God, the compassionate word of God, and men's, men and women standing up proclaiming the word of God needs to be done more and more because eventually, coming soon to a city near you, you're not going to be able to go to church, so you're going to need to be able to still share the gospel. Jesus said that we're more than conquerors, so this isn't about grabbing your AR-15 and going and fighting the evil governments. This is also about the patience and endurance of the saints. I've been called a lot of things lately, Dave, because (laughs) I don't believe, I don't believe your AR-15 is going to win back the country. I don't think God needs your AR-15 and every judgment happened to every nation is by God, by design. I hear you. The devil has scope of power, but he still has power that's limited by God, but these things are done by God to draw the nation closer to him. I think we're going to be taken back into the wilderness. Uh, 
I think America is the church is going to be taken back into the wilderness so God can show himself to his people as he did in Israel coming out of Egypt. And it's going to be a dark time. It's going to be a humbling time for many of us, many of you listening. So getting right with God starts with getting right with your prayer life, getting close to God, reading the Bible, sharing it. Uh, you know, remembering scripture, sharing scripture with your children, praying with your children, praying with your spouse, um, pleading the blood of Christ over yourself and over every possession and bringing every single burden that you have to God and keeping that conduit of information open. This is what needs to be happening in the hearts of Christians, not just around the world, but here, especially here in America. I'm telling you, if you want to find trouble, then go and fight Caesar's legions. You're not going to win. It's not designed that way. You have to fight the other way. And that is the spiritual warfare. That well, there, is there's another strategy fight. there, though. And, and, and I'm not saying it's not spiritual. But people think there are two extremes. You either submit or you rise up against your government and get killed. Okay, and and that's not what I'm advocating for in either case. What I'm saying right now is Martin Luther King, Gandhi, even Rosa Parks showed how you resist. If enough people say no, this paralyzes the ruling elite. They they cannot deal with that. And and you know we can evoke that. Doug, we're not going to need to wait for that though. I'm having enough discussions with people. That I'm telling you right now, the military believes the majority of people are ready for a change. And that means like 70%. And the military people are waiting for the right opportunity to say no and assert themselves. But it's going to get ugly. Because once that happens, whoever sits in that White House is going to say, UN, come in under the Kigali principles and bring your peacekeeper troops, including China, with you. And the war will be on on this, on this uh, continent. Uh, I really believe that's coming, Doug. I've seen a vision of it. Um, my quiet voice, I, I don't know if it's the Lord speaking to me, but uh, Doug, I know this is coming. Uh, I know for a fact that some high-ranking military, not Pentagon, not Joint Chiefs, but high-ranking military are not going to capitulate to Biden. Not to what they want to do. Well, let's talk about that. For everyone who says that we need, you know, join arms and and go and invade DC and, and arrest oh, all the bad stupid. guys, stupid. Yeah, you have to have the military and law enforcement on board. So that means there's eventually going to be a moral, ethical decision line in the sand where commanders in both the military and law enforcement say we cannot ethically do this anymore and call ourselves patriots and good guys. Yeah, we've seen this in history. Okay, here's a book. For many of you called the ordinary men if you want to see where the downfall with nazi germany really started it started with the law enforcement the law enforcement that's who first started rounding people up it was the police and as someone who's former police uh, i pay very close attention to this so we see what's going on we see the weaponization of federal law enforcement we see the weaponization of your intelligence agencies, state and local law enforcement. They have created this we versus them mentality 
And eventually that mentality is going to get people caught up, going to get people hurt, going to get the wrong people hurt. And then we, the people are going to have to decide. Um, we have a Hitler once again, as president, we have our law enforcement, which the original law enforcement was a shoot the secret police, um, the SS, they were a federal law enforcement agency, more or less. We see those shenanigans reappearing now. We don't want to repeat history. So what does that make us do? Does that make us rise up in arms against our government? Does that make us go out to petition our government? Does that mean we got to go out and protest peacefully? Stop the roads, stop infrastructure, um, stop the monetary system, you know, camp out around the governor's and mayor's houses and, and White House. It means all of those things if nothing changes. But God has to be in forefront of all that, I'll say that God has to be in forefront, but do you not think, do you not see that this is what they're waiting on us to do? They're waiting on us to gather in arms. They're waiting on us to go out and protest like January 6th so that they can insert their terrorist cells, their Intel guys. So they can insert their, um, you know they're 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 saboteurs. Yeah, you're sounding like Joe Rogan now. Well, did you I know? Mean, did you know he came out um, Friday? I believe it was, and he called J six uh, inside job. It for was the re- for the reasons you're talking about. It absolutely was, and it's provable. It's provable. Look at Whitmer. Look at the Whitmer case, the Governor Whitmer case. Okay, um, what was it originally? Twelve or fifteen? You know militia white supremacists you know guys that were all you know christian pro second amendment blah 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 um it turns out only two of them were not fbi informants or fbi agents and the fbi completely set them up staged everything funded everything drove these guys around wrote all the crap just for these two idiots to say yeah man that sounds like a good idea and then framed them ruin their name financially ruin them drag them through federal court so that they can be called domestic terrorists and then they're completely exonerated because the fbi had so much gross negligence in what they did that you can't even pin a single crime on the two guys that you set this entire thing up for this is the world's greatest law enforcement agency there's many Governor Whitmer cases going on right now. Many of us don't know about them. Many are in play. They're just ready to be engaged. They're ready to become live. They're ready for we the people to gather in arms, all of your little militia meetings, all your little protests where everyone wears their multicam and their AR-15s. You have saboteurs in the crowd like Ray Epps, who's going to start the chance going to move these people around they're going to ant people up and you're going to have antifa in there who's going to throw the first rock the first Molotov cocktail if not they're going to be the ones pushing the crowd into the police barricades to fight the police who have no idea what's going on they're just there to do their job and now they see you fighting them so they're going to fight you back and of course the government is going to say now you're violent because you're attacking the police when you were provoked into doing it Well, how about this? Let's not walk into the Fowler snare. 
Satan sets a trap up every chance we get, every chance. His people are all throughout this. So why do we keep doing this to ourselves? If you really want to affect change, you have to think outside the box of violence first. If God wanted to raise an army of men to take back the government, he would do it until then. And don't trust one man to do that. Until then, until God makes this nation come together to take back um, the government, which means we got to repent for a lot of sin. We got to tear down a lot of idols. And since we ain't doing that, I don't see that part happening. You need to get on your knees. You need to get in your prayer closet. And you need to focus on getting right with God first, getting your family right with God first, preparing your family for whatever the heck is going to happen. And as Dave always says, financially, spiritually, um, training, exercising, your gold, your silver, your tools, your connections, your network, get that working first. If you don't have any of that working first, and you're a big, fat, out-of-shape slob who doesn't even know how to fix your gun whenever it has a malfunction, and you rah-rah all day on your keyboard, I see you guys in your co- in my comment section and in other comment sections where you talking, here goes Doug being be talking about peace. Yeah, man, because I've been to war three times. I've been to war three times. I was a cop on the streets for 10 years. I don't want to do that stuff again. I don't want my kids to go through that. I don't want you to go through that. But some of you idiots out there want to go through that. You want to. The thing is, you have no idea what you're talking about. You have no idea what it's going to look like. And none of you are going to get bailed out. Trump's not coming to bail you out. The Second Amendment's not going to bail you out. Your senators and congressmen aren't going to bail you out. We still have people in D.C. jails from January 6th that are dying. What about them? We know the whole thing was set up. What is Congress worried about? Sending more money to freaking Ukraine. Yeah, that's... um... Yeah, speaking of Congress, I want to get this... That's me preaching, I'm sorry. Now, I I want to get this in, Doug, about uh, Congress. I uh, spent a couple of weeks imploring my audience. I said, where's Congress on Maui? They send $6 billion to a terrorist nation in Iran, and it would cost $5 billion to rebuild Lahaina in its present state. And Tulsi Gabbard confirmed that figure. And I'm saying, you need to contact your congressman and say, where are you? Well, they've now responded. You are not going to believe this. Now, I need to set the, the, the scene here. Hawaii Electric had one utility truck out on a road that blocked one of two lanes while they were trying to rectify a power pole that was a hazard. And they said it was because of down power lines. No, they'd already turned off the electricity and you could see the power lines are on the ground and the people around it aren't afraid of it because they know that the power is turned off. Now keep that in mind. I'll come back to that. That was one instance. Okay. One instance and Hawaii electric is being told you blocked the exits for these people. That made more people die. This is what this congressional subcommittee is getting to. Here's what I have seen. There are eight instances that I've seen on tape where the police were blocking the exits. But Congress doesn't want to talk to them. This comes back to the great fixer, John Peltier, the police chief and the governor and all these other officials here, Doug. This just drives me crazy. So Congress got involved and they're protecting the police chief because he's the one that entrapped those people 
He's the one whose actions led to the loss of life, but they're not looking at him. Doug, this is an example, and I could even go deeper in this, but we don't have time. But I'm just going to say this. Congress, nothing but a bunch of two-bit whores that walk the street looking for the next trick, and the next trick is like insider trading. How much money can you give me for my next campaign? They're nothing but whores who are self-perpetuating, and they don't care about the people. If they don't care about Maui, they don't care about you, they don't care about justice, you got people that have been held for over two and a half years from J6 that have not seen a courtroom yet. Uh, Where's Congress? Where's Congress in this? Where's the Supreme Court in this? And I'll tell you why, Doug, and we don't have time to develop this today, but people can go listen to my live stream on this. In fact, here, let me pull this up here. I want to read the date that I did this. I entitled this Protecting Yourself from the Three Corporations that Own 90% uh, of America. And I'm talking BlackRock, Vanguard, and State Street. BlackRock owns 70% of American GDP. And, and here's the deal. They control virtually everything. And, and this is why Congress didn't speak out until they got pressure from people like me getting their audiences to contact them. And now all of a sudden, Congress says, okay, yeah, we'll get involved. And uh, we'll protect the guy who is guilty, the police chief. We'll, we'll protect the establishment who are stealing property from people. And by the way, one more thing, Doug, on this. <laughs> the mayor of Lahaina came out and said, yeah, uh, he echoed the EPA. We're not going to allow anyone to rebuild for two years. Why not? Why not? Why why can't they rebuild sooner? Uh, toxic. Uh, really? Well, that toxic stuff was gone in less than two months. So why can't they rebuild then? See, here's why. No one can afford to stay in Hawaii at the rates that exist and wait two years to begin a rebuild process. That's why. This is part of forcing the people off their land. And they murdered these people. Okay, This was a premeditated hit. Now they're stealing their property. And they're going to do the same thing across the country. You may not see a fire in your neighborhood, but the conditions are going to exist where they're going to take people in the suburbs and the rural areas and get them the hell off their land, whether they got to starve them to death or whatever technique uh, is available. This is Maui is going to spread. This is why I said Maui is the hill to die on, because you're fighting them at the first and largest instance uh, of this event. So, Doug, that's my my frustration here. We have nowhere the people can turn to. We we started the show off by talking about two thugs that jumped a a, a young kid, okay, and and we we started that and said there'll be no cops, no cops are coming. People, your Congress doesn't care about you, seriously. They uh, George Carlin said it big. It's a big effing club, and, and you, you ain't, ain't in it. it exactly. But they'll beat you in the head with that club. Hey, did you see? the recent talks uh, for the UN. I want you to to hear this. The Chilean communist activist, Valentina Munoz, who I can only guess is like 21, uh, with half purple hair, half pink hair, at (laughs) the UN. Yeah. Speaking, okay, says this. She threatens those who refuse to yield to the Agenda 2030. Quote, Mm -hmm. this is no longer a negotiation. That's why it's called an agenda and not a wish list. They freely talk about it now. They're coming after your homes, 
You'll mm-hmm. own nothing mm-hmm. and you'll love it. They're coming after your meat. You'll enjoy the bugs and and the 3D printed meat that Jeff Bezos and some other idiots making. Bill Gates. Yeah, you'll you'll be plugged straight into the internet with Elon Musk's neural link, which killed all, all the apes in trial, all the monkeys that they had in trial, killed every one of them. Um, you know, th- that's your future, man. A hamster wheel. Yeah. That's your future. Um you're you're right on the money with this um there's so much i could say to this but we don't have the time we got about five minutes left in the show but i just i i think i want to put a uh, an encapsulation comment on here um what we have done in this nation is we've let the dictators take over because we did what benjamin franklin warned us not to do we have traded our liberty for security and ben franklin said those who do that will get nor deserve neither and that's what's happened to us uh we've let this happen to ourselves and i I don't know if there's a way back for our nation there's a way back with individual salvation your relationship with the lord and if enough of us did this god might remove the judgment from our nation and restore this nation to be in a republic but uh Short of a civil war with the military involved, Doug, I don't see any way back from this. Um, and I don't even know if that would work. And I'm not advocating for a civil war. I want to be clear about that. But I'm saying this is where we're being pushed to. All I can say is that Thomas Jefferson said that we need to embrace the idea of dangerous freedoms. Dangerous our freedom freedoms means fighting for freedoms that your government believes is dangerous, like your religion, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, but William Penn said that men must be governed by God or they will be ruled by tyrants. That's right. That's exactly right. Well, let me put it to you this way. It used to be in every judge's courtroom, they used to have the Ten Commandments. And in every first-year law school student's class in law school, the students were told uh, the Ten Commandments are the basis of our uh, legal system. Now that's all disappeared. And the the quote that you just made is so appropriate because right now we don't have justice. We have just us. And these uh, judges are corrupt. They're loyal to the people who appointed them. And uh, it's what, uh, who was it? Victor Davis Hanson called what we have as a anocracy. You have elections, but the side that gets in ignores the, the, the laws, the rules of the game, the constitution. And you they know, just do what they want. And that's what we have now. And that's one of the predictors, by the way, of civil war. You know, Alistair Crowley said, do what thou wilt. Mm-hmm. That's what we have. We no longer have observing the laws of the jungle or the laws of God. The laws of man is what we do now. And do what thou wilt. That is in the hearts of your leaders. And that means whatever they want with no repercussion of sin. That's the way they believe. And that's the way they act. Hence, Jeffrey Epstein's whole island um, still goes without any further prosecution or evidentiary evidence that's coming up. And uh, UFOs is all the rage and the aliens are coming to save us after we try to kill ourselves from the war. We'll start to kill ourselves. Right. But just don't don't talk about the pedophile satanic islands and don't talk about the Luciferian elite. You keep talking about aliens, though. I got another way to look at this, too. Recent polls that have come out pretty much say the same thing uh, of conservatives. True, I'm not talking Republicans, folks, because the Republicans in Congress are worthless 
They're nothing but prostitutes. But I'm talking about true conservatives. 94% of conservatives believe in God. Now, let's look at the other side. That number used to be 64% among Democrats. Now it's 37%. What does that tell you? Well, I can tell you that people are trading whatever they want to find in their mystery schools and seeking out teachers to teach gobbledygook, flat earth, uh, you know, the, <laughs> the reptile people from the moon and, and clone wars and all this, all this scientific stuff, all the Christian scientific stuff, science fiction stuff, excuse me. Um, it, it's very entertaining. It's all very entertaining. But what we won't talk about is sin. We won't talk about it because it's fun. It's fun. We don't want to. It's like the person on the diet. They don't want to give up the cherry pie or the ice cream cone. So it's, it's fun. That's, that's, that's what this is all about. And we have, we've really forsaken in our society, discipline, hard work, self-denial to reach a goal. We don't have that effect. You know what the Oregon schools just did, Doug? It's hard not to laugh, except I'm pissed off because it's racist in Oregon. Now, uh, to protect the children of color. That's the exact quote from the governor. What we're doing now is not requiring any kind of literacy to graduate. You don't have to read and write at a certain level. You don't have to be able to do math at a certain level, and you still get to graduate. And it protects our children of color. If that's not like the most racist the statement I've ever heard. Racist. Racist. What you're saying is non-white people can't think, governor of Oregon. What about uh, this? M- Marina Abramovic. The, oh my God. Uh, the, oh. the satanic witch of spirit cooking is now going to be the spokesperson ambassador for Ukraine. I know. Are they not saying the, the quiet part out loud now? This is all about Satan's agenda. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it tells you what Ukraine is too. Satanic Nazis. In fact, who was it? Trudeau and Zelensky looked favorably on a 98 year old concentration camp guard. That's made all the news now. Oh, we didn't know what that was bull crap you didn't know yeah, doug sure. we're, out, we're out of time tell people quickly how they can listen to you uh, american vindictive show gsradio.net i believe tomorrow we come out of the penalty box for a sixth or seventh time from youtube so we'll be back on youtube um but i am migrating to rumble let everyone know that if you follow me on youtube go to rumble because I'm not going to be on YouTube much longer. I'm not going to quiet myself. I'm going to keep speaking the truth and what God puts on my heart. And YouTube can go screw themselves. I don't make any money off of YouTube, so I don't care. But I will not be on a platform that is communistic and that is suppressing people's rights anymore. So okay. you can start migrating to, to Rumble and thecommonsenshow.com.tv. Make sure you follow the Doug and Dave Intel report there. No, nope, exactly. Okay, my friend. Hey, it's in the books. Hey. Self-defense, underground church, pray for the people of Lahaina, pray for America, okay? Get closer to God because that may be the only weapon you have left. We'll see you all back here next time. God bless.